Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to my Two Cents Podcast, episode 19, which is entitled... That was from the Isley Brothers, I Got well, Work To Do. I'm not sure how long that song's been out, but it's an oldie song. But yeah, no, nevertheless, oldie but goodie. Anyway, before I get into my topics, let me read off the food, uh, National Food Days of the Week. Today, April 25th, it is Cortilla Day and Zucchini Bread Day. April 26th, Pretzel Day. April 27th, Prime Rib Day. April 28th, Blueberry Pie Day. April 29th, Shrimp Scampi Day. April 30th, Oatmeal Cookie Day and Raisin Day. And May 1st, Chocolate Parfait Day. Now, as you guys already know, but if you don't know, I'm here to tell you that the Derek Chauvin uh, trial has ended and he has been found guilty on all three punishable offenses. He was found guilty on uh, second degree murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. And what I'm getting at and my best understanding is that he could face up to uh, the maximum well, here it is right here. I got it right here. 40 years, the max for second degree unintentional murder, 25 years for the third degree murder, murder, and 10 years for the second degree manslaughter. Now, as this trial happened, we saw a plethora of people just talking and talking about uh, what happened, what could have happened, how he could have been saved how uh, Derek Chauvin could have changed everything, how George Floyd still could have been here. We heard all of that. But what I want everybody to understand is this. Whenever you see police action like that happens, you see somebody doing something that they're not supposed to do, you can step in and change the fact. Yes, stepping in, put yourself in danger. But you need to understand that to save somebody when you see injustice you have to stand up for in for wrongdoing you need to stand up for if somebody's doing something wrong you have to do these things as a civilian as an american citizen matter of fact to step above that as a just as an individual when you see somebody doing wrong just try to step in if if you can i'm not saying that every situation you can't step in but when you do see something just just step in just kind of lean your way into it a little bit not full-fledged if you know you can't do it but if you can just kind of lean in softly or if in a hastily in a quick way lean into it and just take care of the problem when you see something like that happening or when you see something arising of that occurrence just like in this case, the George Floyd case, a whole lot of people stood there and they just recorded. They couldn't really do anything because they knew that uh, they would have got stunned or some kind of mess or even uh, handcuffed themselves. And they probably would have been the next George Floyd along with the George Floyd. But just in case you don't understand it, just 
record it, try to step in as if you can, but just try to do something. Just try. That's all I'm asking of you to do for this. Now, speaking and continuing of speaking of the Darren Chauvin trial, let me state this. Not, it wasn't just all Democrats happy that uh, Derek Chauvin got arrested, well, found guilty of this, because this is coming from USA Today, and it's an exclusive. Americans overwhelmingly approve of Chauvin's guilty verdict. US Today slash IPSOS snap poll finds. And right here, the survey found 71% of Americans agreed Chauvin was guilty, and most Americans surveyed followed at least some coverage. Uh, surveyed followed at least some coverage of the three-week trial when participants were identified by political affiliation. Democrats strongly concurred 85 at 85%, with Republicans at 55%, and independents at 71%. The results were based on an online survey of 1,000 Americans, adults from all states. Chauvin, who is 45 and white, was found guilty of second and third degree murder and second degree manslaughter in the death of George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man. Chauvin was shown on the video pinning Floyd to the ground with his knee last Memorial Day for more than nine minutes after police responded to a report that Floyd used a counterfeit $20 bill. And right here. 62% of those polled said they would accept the verdict and do nothing further like march or protest. 61% of Democrats and Republicans alike answered that way. About 16% said they would rally, they would join rallies or protest in accepting the verdict, while a total of 12% said they rejected the verdict the USA Today slash IPSOS poll showed. Now, as you just heard me read through that, it just wasn't all Democrats. It was straight up just Democrats and Republicans mixed in with that pollage. Now, that showed you that America, we are in solidarity of whenever something's wrong and whenever something's right. So that was more than half. Yes, that was 61%. That's still more than half. So that's about 39% of the population either it be Democrat and Republicans mixing together that said that they uh, would, would that they were opposite side of uh, not basically saying that they would uh, protest and rally if the verdict still was guilty. That's what that thing still meant. But either way, everybody felt the exact same way, what I'm getting at here. Republicans, all Republicans aren't dirty and all Democrats aren't dirty. You find people in the middle of their core audience, their core basis, they might be all, they might be straight up all Republican, they might be straight up all Democrat, but they all, but we all as individuals all can come to some common ground, and I believe in that pollage that you heard me read, people were able to find out and understand that, yes, he is a bad guy, yes, we can accept the verdict if it would come out into well, they'll just accept the verdict. What I'm getting at here, and I'm keep on just basically running over myself, is that we are more, we have more in common than we do not alike on certain things. We can find common ground in certain things. And this was having to be common ground in this trial. What I'm getting at is Derek Chauvin was found guilty of his peers. And even though it was, we all would think, oh, he's a Republican and Republicans are doing this and doing that. Because whenever you hear and hear something about, uh, 
not Derek Chauvin, but I'm going to play you a clip later of a Republican uh, basically trying to stop a former police, and he just basically cuts an interview short. I'm going to play that clip later in the show. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about, that how this Republican and this person in this well, station is basically trying to make a more dividing in the American public, but you'll you'll hear about it later. Let me get to you this right here. Derek Chauvin was uh, found guilty, and usually you have to wait some time for whenever they give you your sentencing of your days, or when you know what your sentence is, what your judgment is. And whenever he got pulled out of the courtroom. Let me say this right now. He did not have a happy face. That mask was that mask was like a Mortal Kombat mask. The only thing you could read was his eyes. And his eyes looked confused whenever he heard the guilty verdict. If you looked back at that clip, just watch it. You'll see his face turn from okay to how did I how did I get this? Look at just just look at the video and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. There was a lot of comedians making fun of that, and you can understand exactly what they meant whenever they were making fun of him doing this. Now, he was, he got quickly put back into handcuffs, his, and he was back into his jail cell now. And now, this is coming from Huffington Post, Derek Chauvin is being held in solitary confinement for 23 hours a day. Derek Chauvin is being held in solitary confinement for 23 hours a day in a maximum security prison in Minnesota as he awaits sentencing for the murder of George Floyd. After the verdicts were read, Chauvin was escorted out of the courtroom in handcuffs and sent to Minnesota Correctional Facility Oak Park Heights, which is the state's only maximum security prison. It is about 25 miles east of Minneapolis. Chauvin, 45, is expected to remain there at least through his sentencing, which is scheduled for June 20, June 16th. Now, I'm not sure how solitary confinement works. I've only seen it through... Uh, websites and not websites i've seen it through uh what is it what is it what is it? movies and tv and usually solitary confinement whenever they put you in a dark hole and they you just got like one like little people people to see through whenever they slide you in something and that's it and everything else you see nothing but darkness that's what i'm thinking of what solitary confinement is but i'm looking at exactly what this his cell is his cell isn't his cell isn't too bad. I mean, it does. I mean, it looks better than what they try to portray you on solitary confinement is in television. I'm gonna give you the website. I'm gonna give you the uh, thing right now. Look up Huff Post. Derek Chauvin is being held in solitary confinement for 23 hours a day. Just Google that, uh, and they should give you that article, and it shows you two photos exactly what uh, his cell looks like, and it's. Doesn't look that, I mean, it looks, let me put it like this, I don't want to be in jail. Jail's not for me. I'm not that guy. I'm never going to claim to be that guy. That just ain't for me. But just looking at it, I'm like, okay, it ain't as bad as what uh, television makes you seem that a jail cell looks like. Let me say that right now. But he's being in there for 23 hours a day at least until June 16th. I would think that sentencing should happen quickly. This this whole trial started, if we're going to be honest, this trial started fast, in my opinion. Usually, whenever something of this magnitude happens, you don't hear about it until, like, years later, a year or two later, because everybody 
will be like, oh my God, I, I forgot about this or I forgot about that. But since the George Floyd thing happened last year, I mean, this child went quick. It's almost been a legit year for whenever he passed away. Memorial Day, Memorial Day is in May. So it's almost been a year that he was either on bond or in jail or something. I didn't keep up with Chauvin's bail or anything, but it's just nuts how we can fast forward this and get this done, but certain people are still in jail for something that's so small and they still haven't got a trial date. Yes, we got injustice for George Floyd family because this man killed him, but I would love to see the uh, judicial system do that for people that are in there for certain something so small. You can see some crimes right now. People are in there and they still haven't gotten a date for whenever they're going to be going to court or anything. I just wish that we could equally make that as fast as the exact same way that we did this high profile trial. And boy, let me say this right now. Whenever I was home, as a matter of fact, I was in class, uh, and my professor was talking and everything, and I had my, uh, I had a dual uh, tab open, and I was on my Yahoo tab, and it said the Chauvin, the Chauvin uh, deliberation has ended. We're going to read his uh, verdict at three thirty to four, but over in Minnesota time. I was shocked. I was like, hold up, that was that was quick deliberation. I was like, we're probably gonna get. It. And the answer probably about what Thursday, Friday, but uh Tuesday, that it was it was time. They they got the answer. They they knew what time it was. It was time. And I was happy to say the least. I mean, I'm happy that George Floyd family got the uh we we got justice. We did get justice. Uh, that's what I'm happy about. You saw the killing right on television. You saw the killing right on the camera. You saw it all happen and unfold in front of your eyes. You can still see it right now on YouTube or something with somebody if you just type it in. I would suggest you don't. That's real sickening. This will this killing will go down in American history unless uh, like a big American black hist black like person gets killed by an officer or something like that. But this this one will go down in history for real i just don't know how we had to have a trial for this we saw it on camera you had emt uh people even on the test whenever they had to testify talk about listen i didn't know if this that was a my camera was frozen or not i had to call my uh advisor to come over to look at this to see if it was frozen and he said nah they're that they're still moving and that showed you how long this person was on somebody's neck. You got an EMT worker or somebody that works for like the sending like the ambulances and all that stuff out there watching this in live on the camera saying they didn't know if this was frozen. So I'm just saying whenever you see something like this happen, just know that, yo, somebody is watching. I don't know what he expected to do. I don't know what he expected of this. Somebody who had was going to see it. There's no way they didn't see it. Everybody in the world was going to see it. But now, since we're off Chauvin, technically... Oh, before I do that, I do want to wish, if if Derek uh, Chauvin does have children, I do want to wish them luck in whatever endeavor that they do have. Because now they will be 
uh, burdened with, you're the son of a cop killer. Well, not a cop killer. You're the son of a cop that killed a man. And another thing, that is a horrible thing, people. Let the kids be. The kids have no uh, business in this. The kids, I don't know. I'm not sure if Derek Chauvin even have children. Hold on, man. Let me see about that. I just came back, and Derek Chauvin does not have children. His ex-wife does have children, but that's from a previous relationship. But he does not have children with uh, his ex-wife, now ex-wife. But um, no, he doesn't have children. But leave the ex-wife alone. She divorced him. Let her be. You're going to ask her questions, and I believe we're going to get some type of interview later down some months with her. She's going to try to cash in, talking about Derek Chauvin. I see it. Just know when you see it. I was here to tell you first, she's going to cash in and talk about who Derek Chauvin is, why she divorced him, and everything else. That interview's down the line coming. If it's not coming now, within the next couple of weeks, or best believe, whenever his sentencing is happening, just wait on the edge of your seats about like Good Morning America or even like CBS more Today Show or even uh, NBC's Morning Show. We'll have her on there talking about uh, yeah, Derek Chauvin. Trust me, that's happening. And with that being said, this is coming from The Week. With Chauvin's conviction, attention now shifts to three other officers present during Floyd's arrest. As it reads, former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was found guilty on Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. But there's another trial on the horizon, this time for three other officers who were part of Floyd's arrest last May. As it stands now, the trial for former Minneapolis police officer, officers J. Alexander Kung, 27, Thomas Lane, 38, and Tao, I believe, 35, is set to start on August 23rd, with the men facing charges of aiding and abetting in the second-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter of Floyd. If convicted, they could face six, they could face more than 16 years in prison. A hearing is scheduled for May 20th at the Minneapolis, not Minneapolis, Minnesota Court of Appeals, with the state attorney general seeking to add a third-degree murder charge against Kung, Lang, and Tao. I'm not sure what could happen. Let me say this right now. I'm not sure if the prosecutor prosecution just wants to win and they might have Derek Chauvin uh, be a witness for them and cut him some type of deal. I'm not sure how this legal game works. I know the legal game is dirty and filthy. Let me state that again. It is dirty and filthy. Get down in the pig stein dirt and start slinging mud at one another. I can see that right now with these three officers are going to be flinging mud on to Derek Chauvin. They're going to say, I didn't know what I was doing. I was following his lead. He was the leader. He Look how old he was. And blah, blah, blah. I can see that right now. All three of them are going to be straight up flinging mud right onto Derek Chauvin. And I can see Derek Chauvin going to be on that witness stand, cutting a deal somehow, some way. That's basically what's going to happen. Now, do I think that Derek Chauvin should cut a deal for this? If I was him, I would try to cut some type of deal. Why not? You got a whole lot of people that don't want to be in jail anyway. But that would just be me if I was Derek Chauvin. But since I'm not Derek Chauvin, I am Gerald Garrett G2. I can only give you my two cents, haha, of this. Derek Chauvin's going to cut a deal. He's going to say he's going to be on the witness stand for the prosecution. And he's probably going to track back. And they're probably going to play the video. 
in that trial, which I know that's going to happen, and probably give Eric Chauvin, not Eric Chauvin, but Derek Chauvin, a step-by-step okay of this and that and that, blah, blah, blah. I just can't wait for this to be done with altogether. Because you know what? This has been grueling. This is taking a lot of time and energy away from me just being able to enjoy life. Because this whole case was just as... This, in my opinion, was my equivalent of uh, my OJ trial. People, I've heard that in YouTube. I've heard that on Twitter. People were comparing it to OJ. And just by the people just anticipating of just sitting back and just like, okay, is they, are they going to find him guilty? Are they going to find him innocent? What's the case? What are they going to do? And I personally didn't know what was going to happen. I was waiting at the edge of my seat, too. I was like, okay, America's might America this. They might find a way how they're going to flip it and put him onto a mistrial because of what some politicians had to say and come out or... They might find him on a mistrial for something else. And by the way, he he can appeal this, uh, his verdict of guiltiness in which he's going to appeal it. I'm not sure how the process worked for that, but I just do know they can appeal in which he will appeal. Trust me, he's not going to go down without a fight. He's going to appeal this and we're going to see exactly how this goes. And if he wins the appeal, by God, this tells you how much, uh, <laughs> this tells you about our legal system. This man should be staying in jail for literally the rest of his life for killing somebody on camera and you weren't doing your police duty dog you weren't doing it at all but getting back to these three gentlemen i have no idea i see chauvin cutting a deal he's gonna be he's going to be a uh, takashi and start throwing fingers and start pointing at these guys and flinging mud right back at them because they're gonna fling mug fling mud fling mud sorry at him i see it now mark my words we're gonna see chauvin on stand for the prosecution for these guys. It's happening. Just believe it. And now moving on to something that I found very, very uh distasteful. In which I can see how we're going to be into a whole lot of problems, ladies and gentlemen. Just listen to me on this one. Please listen to me. If you don't take nothing from me this on this episode, please take this. One, this whole next statement I'm about to read to you, give you. The New York Times published this. How the GOP is creating harsher penalties for protesters. And it reads, Republican legislators in Oklahoma and Iowa have passed bills granting immunity to drivers whose vehicles strike and injure protesters in public streets. A Republican proposal in Indiana would bar anyone convicted of unlawful assembly from holding state employment, including elected office. A Minnesota bill would prohibit those convicted of unlawful protesting from receiving student loans, unemployment benefits, or housing assistance. And in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis signed sweeping uh, legislation this week that toughened existing laws governing public disorder and created a harsh new level of infractions, a bill he called the strongest anti-looting, anti-rioting, pro-law enforcement piece of legislation in the country. The measures are part of a wave of new anti-protest legislation sponsored and supported by Republicans. In the last 11 months since Black Lives Matter's protests sweep the country following the death of George Floyd, the Minneapolis police officer who killed Floyd, Derek Chauvin, was convicted on Tuesday of murder and manslaughter charges, a cathartic end to weeks of tension. But while Democrats seized 
on Floyd's death last May to highlight racism and policing and other forms of social injustice. Republicans responded to a summer of protests by proposing a raft of punitive new measures governing the right to lawful uh, assembly. The GOP lawmakers in 34 states have introduced 81 anti-protest bills during the 2021 legislative session. More than twice as many proposals as in any other year, according to Ellie Page, a senior uh, legal advisor at the International Center for Non for Not-Profit Law, which tracks legislation limiting the right to protest. Let me just give you the laws right here because I read it and then I don't want to keep on like reading this whole thing to you. I'm trying to like get it. Where is it? Where is it? Jesus. Let me get it. Let me get it. Let me get it. Hold on one second. I have it right here. The Florida law imposes harsher penalties for existing public disorder crimes, turning misdemeanor offenses into felonies, creating new felony offenses and preventing defendants from being released on bail until they appeared before a judge. A survey conducted in January by Ron D. Tyson, a Republican pollster, found board support in the state for harsher penalties against protesters who damage personal and business properties or assault law enforcement. But the law goes further. If a local government chooses to decrease its law enforcement budget to defund the police, as DeSantis put it, the measure provides a new uh, system for a prosecutor or city or county commissioner to appeal the reduction to the state. The law also increases penalties for taking down monuments, including Confederate ones, making the offense a second-degree felony punishable by up to 15 years in prison. It makes it easier for anyone who injures a protester, such as by driving into a crowd to escape civil liability. Civil liability, taking down Confederate statues, which we still have to this day, which I don't know why you guys lost the war. I've never seen. Okay, I read you guys that. Let me just break all this down. Simple. You're going to pro you're going to make it harder for people that protest. And it just so happens if. You're tearing down a monument of somebody that was a Confederate person that was supporting the Confederates, which we all know what Confederate is. We all know what happened back in the past, what separated America from what happened with the Civil War, what made the Civil War slavery, not wanting to give up slaves and everything else beyond the front. But the main thing was of civil rights, which we all have learned in American history. Remember, you taught American history, white folks. I keep on having to say this because this is legitimate history, not revisionist. This is legitimate history. You guys didn't, your ancestors, some of your ancestors didn't want to give up slavery. So, and some of you guys they want to give up slavery. So, Civil War happened. Ta-da-ta-da. The North versus the South. The Americans versus the Confederates. And what happens? The Americans beat the Confederates, in which means that the Confederates had to take the knee and bend the knee. You are the loser. You wear the dunce hat in the classroom. You sit in that corner. You be that idiot and acknowledge the North, the winning side, 
as the winners and the winners were able to take over America yet again. This is all in history books. Okay. I've never seen a country honor losers in life. I've never seen it. When you go against somebody in your country, you don't never honor the losers. What? Where do they do that? America, we honor winners. I could have swore we honored winners. Well, at least as what you guys try to teach every black person in America society. We honor winners here. We don't honor losers. That's why you guys push athletics so hard. You like to honor your winners. You like to honor your losers. That's why you push that so much onto the black community of doing that and doing that and doing that as our only way of getting out or entertainment. If you're not doing this and that, you're a loser. That's just what it is. And I'm going to break it off from black people. But white folks, when have you guys ever honored losers? You guys haul up in pristine the winners. And if you haul up any losers, you haul up the underdog losers. And last, last time I checked, the Confederates wasn't underdog losers at all. They're just plain old losers. They lost a war. Yes, soldiers lost their life because they were brainwashed to believe that what they were fighting for was right. It will come to your knowledge now, which we all have now have 2020 or 2021 now vision that the Confederates were wrong. But we still have Confederate statues up to honor these people. No, you're supposed to tear them statues down because they lost. They were not winners. They were losers. Now, if the Confederates won then that will be a completely different conversation that we're having. Then you'll be like, okay, you'll be able to understand why these statues are still up here. But since they lost, they should be taken down. And I don't care how anybody feels. They should be taken down just off the rip because they lost. If you don't want to do it because of their slavery, which is stupid, which you should take it off because they were, they, they, they kept slavery around. They wanted to keep slavery around and imprison people. But since you don't want to do that, take it down because they're losers. America don't worship losers. We take care of our winners over here. So there you go for that. If you don't want to do it for the, if you don't want to do that for the racism, which <laughs> you should want to do it because there's racism and we're stepping into a new era, take it down because the Confederates lost and they're a bunch of losers. Okay, that's one. And now two, how are you, this passage is, Bombards me. It makes it easier for anyone who injures a protest, a protester, such as by driving into a crowd to escape civil liability. So you're basically giving a walking pass to people to just run somebody over like they did a couple years ago in Charleston, I believe. Charleston or Columbia? One of the two. It was a guy that ran in, he had his car, and he ran into a crowd. And... Then he had to back up, and certain people died in the crowd. I believe you guys remember this. If not, just Google search what I'm talking about. But you're making it easier for people to want to just, they can't wait for a protest to happen. They can't wait for something like that to happen so they can now get their get their hatred out just to say, I want to kill some of these people. And now you're basically giving them the leeway and the authority and the outright just to do it. How do you, how? How do you allow that? 
How do you Republicans allow that to happen? Well, I shouldn't be too shocked that Republicans allow this to happen because they lost the whole thing with, first they lost with Trump, who Trump was never really with you guys. He wasn't independent, but you guys just grabbed him onto your ticket and you guys rock with him and he was able to feed you so much crap that you guys believed it. Jesus Christ. And now you guys jumped the Capitol building. You guys did all that. That was that was if anything the biggest riot I've ever seen. Well, not the biggest riot because we had the riot on well, Rodney King and everything else in California, but America didn't really care about that. Yes, it was a spotlight, but let's be honest. America, when I mean America, I mean white America really didn't care about that. They cared about the Capitol building, and that had everybody's eyes on it because that's where you hold all the important, quote-unquote, important people that we, quote-unquote, put into office to represent our states and space for the states that they are elected to represent that's where they go to to represent us. And you had your people, Republicans, to jump over this and destroy it. But I shouldn't be shot by Republicans being disrespectful pricks. I mean, we have a disrespectful prick this week. Uh, Tucker Carlson, who works for Fox News, who was disrespectful to a police officer, and he was giving his... Uh, how he would have taken care of that George Floyd case unlike the Darren Chauvin case. And yes, people are going to say, yes, y'all, this is quarter money Monday uh, quarterbacking with hindsight being 2020. But no, I'm about to play this clip for you and I'm going to let this whole like interview go out. It's about a good two to three minutes, but I'm going to let this interview go out and you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about with Tucker Carlson being a complete prick to this guy telling you and showing you and giving you information of how certain things like this should be done. So without further ado, let's turn it to the prick, Tucker Carlson. Ed Gavin is a former deputy sheriff with the New York City Sheriff's Department. He joins us with his perspective on what this means for law enforcement. Ed Gavin, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Who's going to become a cop going forward, do you think? Well, I think um, people will still become uh, police officers. Um, it's um, it, this really is a learning experience for everyone. Um, let's face it, what, what we saw uh, in that video was pure savagery. I mean, the documentary evidence showed the police officer putting his knee on the per perpetrator's neck while he was rear cuffed and his stomach was on the ground, causing positional asphyxia. So what I'd like to see, Tucker, is I'd like to see more training for police. I'd like to see the police trained as EMTs, like in the fire department. For example, in the New York City Fire Department, we have firefighters that are EMTs. But who gets to the scene first in most of these, these situations? It's the police. So in reviewing the tape, what I saw, what I noticed was that the police officer removed um, the subject, Mr. Floyd, from his vehicle, and he was able to handcuff him, and then he was able to seat him on the ground, and he was handcuffed. At that point, they should have left him there, you know? There was no reason to move him. And obviously, Mr. Floyd was, um, he was emotionally disturbed. And at that point, you may want to say, hey, Mr. Floyd, let me take your pulse. Things of this nature. And we have to change the way we deal with people. Now, I've used hundreds of, I've used force on literally over 500 people in my 21-year career in the New York City Department of Correction and in the New York City Sheriff's Department. 
I've never had anybody go unconscious. And, you know, that was clearly an excessive, unjustified use of force. I think the verdict was just. I think we had documentary evidence. We had testimonial evidence. And, you know, it was, it was an open and shut case. But moving forward, what we need to do, in my opinion, is we, we need to have... How about enforce the law? Okay, do we need to do that? So, uh, hold on, wait, so wait, slow down. Do we, do we enforce the law? Like, let's say people are going through the windows in Macy's and the cops are just standing there. Do they resign no, no. because all, obviously their honor is being no. violated, but they're not doing anything about it. When do they start doing something about it and protecting everyone else, not just George Floyd? No, no. What I, I want I want people to protect. I want the police to protect people. But when specifically what we're dealing here, we're dealing with a person in custody who was handcuffed and he was subdued. Right. At that point, you know, we have to take a different tact. And, and one of the things I just want to suggest. Well, Tucker, I'm there's, totally there's a willing thing, to believe that. Uh, yep. Yeah, the, the, the U.S. Department of Justice came out with a, a position paper on positional asphyxia and sudden death. It was published in, in, in 1995 and again in 1998. I think every law enforcement officer should read that. It should be read at roll calls. Because what it does, it, it talks about the physiology of a struggle. Now, like I said, Mr. Floyd was brought under control. What, what should have happened at that point is uh, EMS should have been summoned and he should have been placed in an ambulance. And a supervisor should have been yeah. called to the scene. I, I just think that... It was excessive, yeah, and well, it shouldn't happen. And what I'd like the, to see, the guy who did it looks like he's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. So I'm kind of more worried about the rest of the country, which, thanks to police inaction, in case you haven't noticed, is like boarded up. <laughs> so that's more my concern. But, but I appreciate let, you let, coming let, on, let, Ed Gavin. Thank let, you. Let, nope, done. Thank you. Heather McDonald is the author. As you can see, and what I was saying before, Tucker Carlson is a prick. If you don't know who Tucker Carlson is, which I never know who any of these pricks are, I don't watch politics, I don't do these political shows, I hate politics, politicians are nothing but liars, I don't care if you're wrong with the Democrats, I don't care if you're wrong with Republicans, I don't care if you're independent, just, it hasn't done well for people that look like me, politicians don't care about us i have to say this every time i'm almost in a thing with anybody in any conversation politicians do not care about us they fit and they fit nasty dollars into their pockets which they're supposed to do that's their job that's all their job is supposed to be they're supposed to be after looking after us and everything else but no their lies but getting back to turtle carlson this guy's a prick he stopped this police officer who's been on the force for mad many years he talked about how he has used excessive force before he's giving people vital information and vital uh teachings of what should happen and what should have been done and all this and all that but took across and is just trying to provoke and get something out of him and then when he couldn't he's like okay bye i'm done and then he just cuts the interview off took across it should be well, he's with Fox, so, I mean, they're going to do what they want to do. Fox is nothing but trying to get clicks over there, try to get the most outrageous things to get clicks, whatever. But, uh, stupidness. Let me say this right now. I think we need to go into reintroducing police officers in training. Police officers need to be retrained. It's just like whenever uh, kids are bad in school. You might get your bunch of kids that are good in school in that classroom, just the good kids, and then you get your rowdy bunches of kids in the back or even in the front or even in the middle of the classroom. Because I remember when I was in school, 
teachers would get upset and blame the whole class and the kids in the whole class would have to do some work because of these idiots. This now should happen with police officers. Just off of this idiot doing something bad, all police officers need to be retrained and reintroduced to the whole training process of being a police officer and what it takes to be a police officer. Thanks to this idiot. And blame this idiot for it. And I believe you mean whenever somebody continues to F up and screw up in school or even now as a job with this being one, I guarantee you, you're going to have a lot of people breathing down this person's neck to make sure that he doesn't screw up again. Because people are going to get tired of, man, I'm tired of going to retraining because somebody keeps on screwing up. I'm tired of this. Well, guess what? Somebody's going to put their, somebody's going to put their hands around their rookie's throat or around that vet's throat or around that regular person's throat that's almost a vet. They're going to put their hands around the throat and tell them, don't you screw up. I'm tired of getting retrained. I'm tired of having to go through this thing because you idiots keep on screwing up and doing something you're not supposed to do. That should happen. The officers need to be retrained and get it redone again. And that's just what it is. I don't know what more I should tell you about that. Just get, it's time for police re, retraining. And once a police officer happens to screw up and happens to do something that they weren't supposed to do, guess what? That police officer has to pay for that. And all the other officers in that department have to pay for that stupid officer's, uh, what he did. It's just like what I hear about in the military. If somebody is in uh in a squadron with somebody and somebody happens to screw up, that whole squadron got to do that activity because the one person screwing up because you guys are all a team. It is a team situation. Not just whenever somebody's in trouble, you guys got to hide behind, hide them behind the team. Oh no, it should be a whole thing now. Whenever he screws up, every single person has to be retraining and that whole share, that whole police department should have to be retrained again. Get it done. I guarantee you, if that were to happen, we weren't we wouldn't see so many cops screwing up now. As a matter of fact, I'm about to read you something now before I play you it. This is coming from NBC News. It's about uh Arizona deputy using racial slur and he pleads for release after being pulled over for DUI. And the headline is I'm also a police officer. Arizona deputy uses racial slur, pleads for release after being pulled over for DUI. Newly obtained Body camera video uh, captured on Arizona Sheriff's deputy using a racial slur and pleading to be let off the hook after an officer pulled him over in December on suspicion of driving under the influence. Penile County Sheriff's deputy Julian Neverate was stopped after an Arizona State University police officer observed him speeding and swerving about 2 a.m. December 5th in Tempe according to a ASU police report. Julian was out with friends at the time of the arrest, the report says. And I'm just going to throw it over to you, to NBC's affiliate KPNX, to uh, basically just give you what you need to hear. So here's the clip. In the video you're about to see, the Pinal County Sheriff's deputy ask officers not to put his career at risk. But you've been drinking, dude, and you were driving. Yeah, but I'm also a police officer. ASU cops pulling over Pinal County Sheriff's Deputy Julian Navarrete after a night out in Tempe back in December. Hey, how much you had to drink tonight, man? Uh, a couple of drinks. 
Around 2 in the morning, an ASU police officer pulling Navarrete over near McClintock and University, saying he saw the then 26-year-old speeding and swerving. Navarrete quickly showing the officer his badge. Who do you work for, Pernell? Pernell. The officer says he smelled alcohol, asking Navarrete to step out of the car. Can we let anybody else in the vehicle go through this? Navarrete asking the officer to consider the fact that he's in law enforcement too. It doesn't matter if you're an officer or not. Then that puts me my, my job at risk, right? You don't think it's going to put my at risk if I don't do this? Dude, I, I understand. But can I, can I maybe someone else put thing behind the wheel? Behind the wheel? Don't put my, my career at risk. The Pinal County Sheriff's deputy then using a racial slur. This isn't New York, man. Okay. New York, I'm from Arizona, dude. Watch your mouth. Navarrete blew a .121. The officers arrest him for driving under the influence. Back at the police station, Navarrete continuing to ask the ASU officer why he couldn't let him off the hook. You couldn't give me opportunities to park a car. No one reported. The, the fact that you're telling me that tells me you shouldn't be an officer. A spokesperson for the Pinal County Sheriff's Office says the department initially put Navarrete on modified duty, meaning he couldn't drive a county vehicle. But now PCSO confirms he's back to regular duty, declining to comment further, saying he's currently the subject of an internal investigation related to this incident. We've got you covered. Destiny Quinn, News 4, Tucson. I don't know more else I can tell you or show you more about police officers. First of all, I want to say congratulations to the ASU police uh, for stepping and doing their job. Usually they could have done what other police officers have done in the past. They could have just, Ayo, you're a police officer. I could, I'm going to cut you off. Ayo, get home, try to sober up. All this other yin-yang crap, which I, as a civilian, would think that other cops do do for other cops. But, they actually did what they're supposed to do as a cop. We're going to take you out. We're going to have you do a breathalyzer. We're going to have you do all this and all that type of stuff. And they held this guy up to a bigger standard than a regular civilian because he is an officer. You know what you're supposed to do. You know what you're not supposed to do. Why are you out here doing this? You are putting my job also in, in the line of fire because what you want me to do, not just turn a blind eye to it? No, he did exactly what he was supposed to do as an officer. So I want to appreciate and actually give congratulations to the ASU officers for that. Not a lot of officers would have done in what what they did and actually pull over this drunk officer because he was swerving and everything else. See, yet again, these are the people that you pull over, not people that have expired tags at night. So stupid, but yet again, hey, I'm not an officer. But these are the people that you pull over at night. These are the type of people. Uh, Julian even, matter of fact, here's something off of the article as well that they didn't mention in the footage, at least in the video that I heard. Uh, never read Julian flashed the officer his badge. According to the footage, the officer then next never read to step out of his car after confirming he worked for the Penal County Sheriff's Office. And he says, I've done the whole spiel, man. What are we going to, what are we going through? Neverett said in response, can we let anybody else in the vehicle go through this? You coward. You wanted to have somebody else be in the, take, take the heat for this. You don't want to risk your job, but you are cool with risking somebody else in that car with you to say, Ayo, take the fall for me. 
you're going to get a DUI. It's fine. I'll try to expunge it or do something for you. But, hey, you're going to take the rap for me. That's exactly what he just did. He just pulled... He just pulled an evil villain police movie that you see on a on a movie or even on a television show. That's what Julie Neverett just did right here. By trying to get somebody else in the car to take the fall for him by letting the other officer know, hey, I'm an officer, you're an officer, I'm kind of drunk a little bit, I know the process, but hey, can we get somebody in the car to try to take the fall for this? No. No. No, you dunce. Go in the corner. Sit down somewhere. I'm glad the officer ended up telling him you you telling me this makes you shouldn't even believe belong to be an officer. That tells you what type of officers are on the force right now. And the end off this whole thing was he's back on the force. Yes, he was on desk duty, but now he's back doing his Julian is back on the force doing his job, doing everything that he was doing before, but they're doing an investigation of him for actions of this, and they can't say no more about it right now. I'm hoping this guy gets fired. I'm really in, because let me tell you something. I don't see this guy changing his attitude. I don't see this guy going to change this at all. I mean, I hope the, the realistic side of me is saying that it ain't going to happen, but the hopeful side that I was ingrained with by parents is telling me saying Gerald you can't wish for people to get fired off of a job but I hope for this one I'm hoping this guy got fired I'm not gonna try to lie I hope whenever they get done with this investigation this guy gets fired but that's that I'm not sure what else I can easily put in to try to even sprinkle onto this one man I'm just disgusted it just is blatantly in your face you guys, I live in South Carolina, bro. Without the internet, I wouldn't have known about this story at all. But thanks to the internet, hey, I got it. And I'm hoping that later down the line, somewhere down this week, Good Morning America, CBS uh, Today Show, or NBC, The Morning Show, whatever they want to call themselves, and other news outlets take over this one. Because, dude, this is showing you what's going on in the police what mindset the police are thinking with this one story, just that right there. You cover me. I have somebody else take the fall for it. I'm good. And I'll still be a police officer. No, you're when you're a police officer, I'm going to leave before I end the show. I'm going to leave you guys with this. When you're a police officer, you are literally one of the highest uh, jobs in the land. You have your, job is to protect and serve you're supposed to protect people around your community that you are being an officer for you're supposed to protect people you're supposed to protect family members you're supposed to protect the community as a whole that's your job as a police officer that's your job okay and when you do something wrong you're supposed to be treated just like a civilian too but that I'm trying not to step over the words because I do respect police officers because I know not every police officer is the same. I do know that. Okay, I got it right here. You have the highest job, period. You can take a life easy. You can save a life easy. 
you can stop somebody from committing suicide off of doing something so stupid to other people easy and most importantly you are risking your life every single day and i respect it i do i can never be a police officer never that that ain't my calling but with that being said we as a society hold you in such a high regard that we expect so much out of you and whenever you guys do wrong we look at you guys so wrongly because we put you up on such a high pedestal because that is what we expect out of you we expect the best we expect our police officers to be the best we expect our police officers to do the best that they are trained to do that they were trained for you're not trained to just kill people just for nothing you're trained to detain them take them down uh, take, I mean, shoot them in the leg if you can. I mean, try to take every other force that you can without actually deadly shooting them unless you legitimately are in a life or death situation. Not just, oh, I feel scared for my life. No, that's that comes with the territory when you're a police officer. Every day, you're going to be scared for your life. That comes with the territory. That's just what it is. You signed up for that. If you don't like it, get out of that profession and do something else. Don't hang on to that profession and think it's going to get better. If anything, it's going to get worse. You got to have the tolerance for it. You got to have the patience for that job. That's what I'm thinking about police officers. If you're a police officer, okay, you have a high tolerance. You have a high uh, patience level. That's what I'm thinking of when you're a police officer. In my opinion, I believe that's what every civilian should be looking at in their police officer. Tolerance and protection and uh, patience in your police officers. If you don't see that, you got a corrupt police officer who needs to go. That's what needs to happen. And every time somebody screws up, the whole police department needs to be retrained again. That's how I feel about police officers. I'm not going to say every one of you guys, every one of you police officers are filthy or dirty or you pigs or whatever, or you bacon, which, hey, you guys know which ones are bacon. You guys know. You guys can sniff them out. You guys know. So with that all being said, my social media accounts right here where you can catch me at on Twitter is at it's at my two podcast, all one word. Or you could just simply search out My Two Cents Podcast, all one word. Instagram, My Two Cents Podcast G2. I'm going to be posting up the episode uh, font, not font, the episode, uh, the episode cover, which you'll see on Podbean. Every time you go to my Podbean, the My Two Cents Podcast on Podbean. You'll go to every episode. You'll see the uh, podcast uh, episode cover. That's what you're going to basically see on that Instagram page. And for business inquiries, it's my two cents pod at yahoo.com. And you don't, and for all these, you don't put T W O or T O O or T O. You just put the actual number two in my two such and such. Okay. You put the actual number two in all of these uh, social media uh, things that I gave you.
So with that being said, I have been G2. This has been my two cents podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are still in a dark place right now. We are, there's a light at the end of this tunnel. We got to keep on pushing through. We got to take it one day and one week at a time. In one moment at a time as well. Just keep on just stepping and take a breath. Before you take a breath, just take that step. Before you take a step, take a breath. That's what I'm getting at here. Before you take a breath, take that step. Before you take a step, take a breath. God, I'm walking on my words. And just breathe in, breathe out, think positive, say a positive, say a positive um, saying every day, a positive uh, affirmation for the future. Like me right now, what I'm about to tell you now, before 2021 is done, I'm going to get a sponsor and I'm going to make money off this podcast. That is my affirmation for this year for this podcast. I'm going to make money off of this podcast, either on sponsorship or something else with this podcast before 2021 is done with. That is my goal for 2021 with this podcast. That's my positive affirmation for the today and this week going forward. And with that being said, uh, this has been my two cents podcast by G2. Wear your mask. Do your uh, due diligence, do the six feet apart, do all that good stuff. And this isn't goodbye. This is until you hear the sweet voice again. I love you all. Thank you for rocking with me with this episode. I know I was supposed to talk about movies this week, but Hey, I told you the dare once this whole uh, case gets done, there's going to be an episode dedicated, nothing but to the George Floyd trial. And this basically was the George Floyd trial ever episode so next week i will be talking about movies and i'm just to give you a hint i'm going to be talking about godzilla versus kong because i've been procrastinating watching that because i had so much work and uh i am going to be watching the mortal kombat movie and give you a review on that so yeah those are two of the movies i'm going to be talking about next week but other than that, this has been, yet again, my Tuesdays podcast, G2. I love you guys. This isn't goodbye. This is until you hear the sweet voice again. We're all going to make it out of this. We're all going to make it out of this. And by the way, rest in peace to Shock G, a member of the Digital Underground, and also uh, the Humpty. <laughs> if you don't know Humpty, if you don't know uh, the Humpty Dance, just Google it up or play it up on YouTube or something, and you'll hear it. It's a nice little funny, duddy uh, song. But anyway, just had to get that rest in peace out. But again, have a safe week. Have a good day. Uh, rock on the rest of the week. Have Make this uh, week productive, and go about your week, and cherish it one day at a time. I love you all. See you guys next week when I talk about movies. And... Bye bye for now. Peace. I'm tired. You tired. Uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.